I think most people like a good story, and it is fun to consider the author of such a story. I know recently I was reflecting on how the song Silent Night came to be and the circumstances surrounding it, and it added a new dimension to this very familiar Christmas carol. Indeed, I think that we all gravitate toward story and the understanding of authorship. And I believe that each of us is authored, if you will. Our lives are authored, and we must understand who it is that authors them. Now, for the most part, we can get along in life and consider that we do it on our own and that we write our personal narrative. It might be a little troubling to see that we fall into categories when the market researchers come back with data and name things that we have an interest in and we say, hey, wait, I thought I was deciding what to buy. Indeed, we are authored. And we come to understand who authors our lives. I was a part of a panel one time after a tragedy and was brought on as the religious representative at the pan on the panel. So it was understood, of course, that I would talk about bigger things, somehow reference the divine or God or something in the wake of this tragedy. But I was intrigued to hear the other people who were of social service um, inclination, social workers and counselors sitting at the table with me, who also were referring to a bigger narrative. One social worker beside me said, I believe everything happens for a reason. And I wondered if he heard that he was speaking of an authorship, if you will. Maybe he doesn't use the same words that I use, but he does have some sort of narrative to help make sense of the challenges of life some sort of narrative to understand what is happening and what might happen and what did happen so that we can understand how we're a part of the future. This is what I mean by authorship. This is what I mean by understanding ourselves to be a part of a greater story. Our first lesson today from the book of Isaiah reminds us of the power of authorship, of God's authorship in our lives. King Ahaz is the king of Jerusalem, and the neighboring regions are wanting to attack that city, actually attempted to siege the city of Jerusalem. This is about 733 BCE, and it was a failed attempt. But Ahaz knew that he was under threat and wondered what he should do about it as a faithful response. God sent the prophet Nathan to speak to Ahaz, and to encourage him into his faithfulness. God wanted Ahaz to um, trust God's authorship of what was taking place. So the prophet says to Ahaz, ask God for a sign. He wants you to ask him for a sign. Choose anything you want. It can go as high or as deep as you so choose, anything. Ask God for a sign so that you might know and come to believe that God is with you. And Ahaz, in a kind of pietistic way, refuses this invitation, refuses this instruction, and says, no, I will not ask God for a sign. 
I know that I shouldn't put God to the test. But the prophet says, no, God wants to give you a sign. So you know what? God's going to actually choose a sign. I think this is an interesting uh, illustration of God's desire for us to know that God is with us. God's desire for us to know that God is with us. God knows, and God knew Ahaz, that Ahaz would be more inclined to trust God if he, was, if he had some type of revelation that reminded him that he could trust God. God put it in Ahaz's hands. Choose a sign. When Ahaz refused, then God said, okay, I'm going to give you a sign, and I hope that it will draw your trust into me, that I am with you. And thus we hear of the maiden giving birth to a child, the promise of a future. We know throughout all times that in war it is the children and the vulnerable that suffer the most. I think probably, though, we could say the children because of the promise of the future that gets thwarted. And we have a deep sense of that vulnerability. So in this sign that God gives to Ahaz, he promises him a future, a new generation. And that carries over then into our understanding of the coming of Christ. God is sending a sign, a reminder to us that God is with us. And we are invited to trust that sign and to understand who is the author of all things, who has the authority, the authority in our lives. We are people of story, and when we remember God's story, we find ourselves in it, and thus find who we are meant to be. No clearer is that than in the Magnificat, the Song of Mary. And I think in her words, we um, are reminded of what happens when we allow God to author our lives. Her song is recorded in Luke's first chapter. It actually echoes the song of Hannah that is found in the book of Samuel. I think the second book of Samuel. Maybe it's the first. Nonetheless, it reminds us of God's authorship. Her song says, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day, all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Hear the authorship, the authorship of Mary's life and the story in which she finds herself. Because when we recognize the authorship of God, of our very own lives, we find ourselves. And God's glory is reflected in us, and we feel more alive than we ever could have been. This is the promise that we hear in both our First Testament reading and the, what we're reminded of in our gospel lesson this morning.
that God wants us to trust his authorship of our lives and is looking for a way for us to grow in our faith as we seek to be his people in the world. This is an individual engagement and it's a collective engagement. I do want to take one moment simply to say this is what we're going to be doing in the visioning year at St. Stephen's next year. Because times have changed and the world that we have all known is not the world that we are in. And we wonder how are we, so, how are we called to be faithful people now as things are changing around us, have been, but it's very evident to us now. How do we allow God to author our life when it might look different than it did before? Indeed, God is the author. God holds the authority. And we are invited to find ourselves in God's story. It will be for God's glory, and it will be for our life. Amen.